again. Yeah, man. And you're yeah, hearing man. my voice and Brian Cohn's voice again. Yeah. Because our main man, our commander in chief, the fearless leader, Mr. House, is still down and out, man. And yeah, he's still down boy. for the count. He's in a lot of pain. I mean, oh. man, I I can only imagine the ridiculous amount of pain that shingles go, you know, puts into yeah. your body. You wouldn't know anything yeah. about that, would you, Ben? <laughs> I, ironically, Brian, I would, and, yeah. and I, I'm almost like, I almost don't even want to bring it up because it sounds so freaking ridiculous. You got so some, uh, other, Munchau- you got Munchauser syndrome or something? The other night, <laughs> I uh, thought I got bit by a spider in the back of my neck, the back of my head, like four or five times, right? So I wake up sure. in the morning, oh shit, the back of my head is killing me. I said to my wife, I, like, I feel like I got a cold that like moved into my neck, you know, this aching and just sure. uh, felt like dog shit, you know? Yeah. Didn't think anything I mean, of it. You know, hold on that time just a year. second. You feel like dog shit is like a normal everyday type thing, isn't it? Sure. Yeah. Which is, you know, I wake up to a new ache or pain about every other day, so... You know, imagine what you feel like at about 65 to 70%, and that's a daily ritual for me. Sure. <laughs> so when so it this, tips over this the 75 you, mark. This took you from that 60 to 75%, and this dropped you down even further is what you're saying. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm, so I'm like, all right, well, okay. You know, it's that time of year. Here, we got a ton of spiders here, kind of a high desert. And they start moving in the house, and, you know, as the weather gets cold and... I spray a bunch of shit to try to kill them, and they walk right past it and laugh this, at me. But. This part of the episode is brought to you by Pure Michigan. We got jack <laughs> shit for spiders. We've got no natural disasters. Oh, really? Pure yeah. Michigan. <laughs> oh, well, Sorry, I couldn't so, help myself. So, no, no, yeah. So, so I go through the day, you know, and uh, I must have been a spider. All right, whatever. Well, it sort of slowly worsens over that day. Oh, geez. Okay. Man, must have been a, a pretty potent spider, you know? Okay, start start the Google search. What kind of spiders bite in clusters? You know, oh, there's shit. like four you don't or have, five bites. You don't have any, like, black widows up there, do you? We do. Brown oh, recluse. Oh, fuck. We got uh, hobo spiders. We got them all, man. We got oh, scorpions, geez. actually. That li- Not that they're spiders, but we got scorpions live out here. Pure so, Michigan. I'm like... <laughs> Holy fuzz nuggets. I got bit by something and it's kicking my ace. Yeah. So sure. what do you do? Not not a damn thing, right? Take some Benadryl, take some Advil, suck it up, kid, get back to work. So that's what I did. Sure. Until uh would have been Monday uh Monday evening. I'm trying to sleep, rolling the fuck around, can't sleep. I'm up walking around. Holy shit, my head hurts. You know, it's like the back of my head, basically from where my my neck meets my shoulders, all the way up to the top of my head, only on the left side, not not a not a mark on the right, only on the left, has just they almost look, they're almost like pimples, mm. you know. And I'm like, which is pretty typical of a spider bite, right? It welts up, and you think, okay, it'll go away in a couple of days. Well, these things were just getting worse. Sure. So about two in the morning, I'm like, fuck this. I can't just lay here in the dark wailing to myself in pain, you know? So I'm, I was walking around the house, and I'm trying to watch shit on YouTube and whatever, and I'm like, fuck it. I'm going out to the shop. 
Okay. So I c- come out to the shop. I'm like, if I'm going to be, you know, up and feeling like dog shit, I might as well be out here fucking around doing something. So I came out of here. I was fucking around with some leather projects and fucking around cleaning up the shop. I'm kind of doing some reorg uh, in the shop right now, moving some shit around. And Sure. And a couple hours go by, and I went, and I scratched my neck, and I'm like, fuck, what is that? Like, my hand's wet. Mm. I'm like, Blood. holy shit. I'm like, what's, yeah, so I thought, like, oh, I must have scratched something raw, you know? Right. Well, I look at my hand, and it's clear, and I'm like, well, holy shit, what is going on? So I look in a mirror, and I've got these um, blisters all on my neck. Oh, my and goodness. And they're just clear, clear fluid, and I'm like holy shit what the fuck's going on this, this ain't a goddamn spider bite this I was gonna is say something... that that doesn't sound like spiders anymore <laughs> no this is something much worse so i had searched google six ways to sunday and sideways backwards and upside down and one of the things that kept popping up was it could be shingles Get out of here. Come on. And I'm like, nah. And, I, and I, you know, I just, I'm writing it off. Every time I see the word shingles, I'm like, I don't have fucking shingles. I can't have shingles. Brian did House you, has shingles. Wait, I don't do have you, shingles. Did you have chicken pox as a kid? I sure did. Oh. Yeah. Well. In fact, I scratched a chicken pox so hard, I still have a mark on my nose from it. Oh, Jesus. Um, so it keeps coming up, and I'm like, nah, I don't have shingles. Can't be. Nope. Nope. Brian House has shingles. I, the irony in that would be just too extreme. I could not have shingles. Well, right. after a quick trip to the doctor's office yesterday and uh, some blood work that came back this morning, I indeed have shingles on the back of my fucking head. <sighs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. I, mean, I, I have sympathy shingles, as House house tells me <laughs> so here here's what it is so shingles Not is brought on by stress yeah. right shingles is brought on by stress and of course with your basement flooding and dealing with all that stuff mm-hmm. i i understand the stress there was it that jeff fader came in and like you know did such a great job and like gave you so much stress <laughs> like how am i ever gonna live up to this <laughs> no, now, now the shingles uh, is come on <laughs> i think it's directly related to my lifelong autoimmune disease that uh my immune system's just so bass backwards and fucked up. Oh, jeez. You know, like talking to my gastroenterologist uh, doctor who I chat with on a weekly basis, you know, she, she was laughing her head off. She's like, you get the worst, weirdest shit, first of all. And she's like, second of all, I cannot believe you have not had shingles before. She's like, we see it all the time in you know, Crohn's and all sort of colitis patients and, you know, folks with this shit, shithole immune systems. But mm-hmm. anyway, I have sympathy shingles, not <laughs> nearly as bad as Brian's clearly. Thank God, because uh, I'm guessing I'm at about 20% of what he is, maybe maybe 30% of the, the severity level that he has. And even at 20 to 30%, and as someone that deals with a lot of pain and bullshit in their life on the daily, this shit sucks. Yeah. It fucking sucks. Bad. Yeah. It, it burns. It stings. It itches. It aches deeply in your muscles. And even like a little breeze blowing on your skin makes you just shiver and quiver and all at the same time. It's, it's god awful. 
Oh my goodness. So Hi. if Brian is down with shingles and doesn't like come back for a while and then you go down with shingles, am I just going to do this shit yeah. solo? <laughs> like yeah, what? Well, you know, gonna... you're already doing it, I guess, uh, at least once a week. I'll Might have to well do two see. episodes of the interview podcast yeah. a week. Or, you know, I mean, if there's yeah. someone out there that wants to be the alternate, geez, yeah. I, don't, I don't think yeah. we can bother Jeff that much, but right. Goodness. Okay. So enough about this. Sure. Stop the phone right there. Okay. You, sir have an announcement and i want to congratulate you on the air i saw you on your knees holding a little walnut box with a piece of gold and a diamond in it this past weekend yes i did uh Woo! yeah it's it's done it's um it was a lot of uh planning and nervousness and Man, well I, been, I don't you have been planning and planning dude i love it yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i kind of went all out with it i you know she didn't want to do anything public like you know at at a you know, football. We've we've been to a couple of football games, which is just kind of funny because you know she's yeah. she knows that I have the ring somewhere because you know I'm. Uh, I told her when I she's ordered, like waiting it. for it to come launching out of your pocket. <laughs> right, and uh, you know, of course, Dennis Tyrell helped me get across the finish line by helping me with that with that collaboration, and yeah. so she knew that it is ordered and that it takes normally three months from the order to you know uh, have it delivered. Uh-huh. So like the the simple math there was like I've had it for about two three months now. Yeah. Oh, don't but, worry. Uh, you'll find this out, and you probably already know, but as a married man, you'll find out that your wife's tracking every move that you make. <laughs> and so she knew probably to the to the hour that you were going to actually pop the question. Well, what's hilarious <laughs> is that she had no idea. She is normally very perceptive and knows yeah. what's going on. Uh, she has admitted a couple times that she had no idea that it was going to happen oh, until great. the morning. So that's so I was, awesome. I was very yeah. covert about it, and maybe it was just because like we've we've had a couple family events and we've had like a couple football games, and you know we yep. went to that Lions game and it was just like, okay, is it going to be here? Or are we going to do it here? And you know, yeah. so maybe she got the fatigue of oh, it's happening, yada yada. Right. Whatever. But well, yeah. Either was, way, man. Congratulations. That's just it's incredible. We yeah. we have talked about it. Uh, you and I together and and also with with Brian House and you know to ha- to marry your best friend is a privilege that I've had for oh, almost 20 years and I can tell you from experience you won't regret it a single second in your life it's it's a lot of fun and I think you guys are going to just be an incredible couple Thank you. I very much appreciate that. And I, I mean, I couldn't be happier. I, I appreciate all of the people that have reached out and said, congratulations. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really good. And, uh, you know, I, I know this podcast is more about making and, you know, people aren't necessarily yeah, here for a big news. romantic thing, but you know, Hey, yeah. I don't know if, if we want to do, I could tell the, because I, I did go all out and I really planned a whole thing out. Um, maybe at the end of this podcast, we'll, I'll do the full story about what I did. If, if yeah. you want to listen to it, it'll be there at the end of the podcast. There you go. Cool. Yeah. I like that idea. There you go. Cool. Sure. Sure. Well, you know, it's got me thinking now, uh, I will admit, um, <clears throat> we've talked about, uh, maker cramp, maker camp. We've talked sure. about blade show. We've talked about all these events, but perhaps, perhaps, a uh michigander uh bachelor party weekend might be a good use of patreon funds i've already <laughs> thought you you and brian are definitely going to get invites for the wedding uh, same as dennis tyrell and 
you know, I have, we, we have a list. Emily is such a planner. We've already planned out, you know, okay, if we yeah. can have 50 people, these are the 50 people. If we can have a hundred oh, people, nice. these are, yeah, she's, yep. she's very type A about that type of stuff. So, That's you know, fun, I've, though. it's, yeah, we, yeah. we did kind of the same thing. We got, we were living out here in Boise at the time, but got married back in Pennsylvania. We got married, um, on my wife's uh camp property where they have their their camp and just kind of a nice yard and we did a big outdoor thing and i don't know i think in the end half the goddamn town came because between her parents and my 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 mother being a county commissioner for years and years and years like my mother knows everybody and their brother's brother's brother you know it's like geez small town smallville but we basically planned the wedding for over a year, you know, and it was like we'd have parties just to get everybody together to plan the damn wedding. It was like, it was so fun. But uh, <clears throat> in fact, uh, my parents and my in-laws both, when it was over, they're like, what the hell are we going to do now? Like, this was really <laughs> fun getting together. So then right. they kept the tradition going and like twice a month they'd get together for dinner. And <laughs> so it was oh, kind of fun. Cool. good way cool. to kind of, break the ice between the families so sure fun that is really cool that is really cool. yeah but it's great news man it's really really cool and uh yeah i think it's gonna be gonna be fun to um watch some of it unfold and potentially be uh be uh able to get involved with it as well and oh yeah you guys for thank you Thank you. I very much appreciate that. And when when it does go down, of course, we don't have a date yet. We're still very, very yeah. early on in the planning process. Right. But you and Brian and Dennis and there's we we have a list of people that will for sure you know be invited yeah, if you guys cool. can come. Um, yeah. And when it does happen, you know we need to do a live <laughs> show for sure. Yeah. Are you thinking summer? Fall? Dude, I'd do you have a season? Literally, or not even there yet. I have planned up until the moment that I get down on my knee. From here on out, this is Emily's reign. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, let the ladies take over. Right? I've yeah. I've got you know I, I I don't really I, I care, but I don't really I care that we're getting right. married. I don't really care the place, the you know yeah. time of season. I you know you just want some red fucking meat, cold beer, and no, nah, it's and it's not that. necessarily that. It's not it's not a lacking <laughs> of caring for what it is. It's just like yeah. you know all that is superfluous. Nah, it's all it you know. Yeah. It's window dressing and you know, it's, it's whatever it's, it's, it makes a lot more. It means the, the minute details mean a lot more to her than it does to me. Yeah. I just yeah. want to have people together, have a good time, maybe have a drink or two and, and you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a good day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's fun. It's this, yeah. So many good memories, weddings and you're a bit younger than me. Uh, have you gone through the stage where like it seems like twice a month you're going to weddings where like so, all your friends are marrying off and here's the thing is like the the stage where people are getting married was all over the last well okay i've i've ha- i've been to a lot of friends weddings and whatnot but mm-hmm. the big you know push of i've i got you know 30 notifications of people getting married and it was all through COVID. So it was all small, you know, family only. (laughs) Well, here's the thing is like, they were, they've already been, you know, they've proposed and they're getting married and whatnot, but like it all happened to be, you know, 
right through COVID. Whereas, like, okay, family owned. Uh, we'd love to yeah. have you here, but it's a you cheap know, COVID. way to do it. You know, um, well, it's ju- it's just you know that's the time of life. Like that's yep. you know. <laughs> Yeah, we we yeah. graduated in 2016 and people are meeting people and getting married and there was a couple yeah. 17 18 19 you know I I went to a couple weddings and then 2021 is really where the bulk of my friend group from college got married and it was just like oh well yeah homeboys <laughs> got to get busy you know gotta, yeah I guess <laughs> from under the sheets it, it made <laughs> well there's that but it also made it kind of cheap on my end because like you know, yeah. no, I don't have to travel over the place or, you know, go to this, yeah. that, or the, which, you know, I would have loved to be there. And if I had the option, I definitely would have been there, but you know, but it's yeah. a hell of a lot easier to send a, a, a card, a mistake, mistake knife and say, uh, see you later. <laughs> have, a, have a good rest of your fucking life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> COVID sucks. Have yeah. this knife. <laughs> right. And I did that a couple of times, but you know, yeah. All right. So what, what else is cooking besides uh, you, you've been so busy with the wedding stuff are you how is the carbon fiber business these days oh so at the end of the last podcast we talked about the fact that i'll be selling carbon fiber and you know i i maybe my hopes were a little bit high or whatnot and maybe it was the fact that it was like or an maybe hour our audience let you down brian well no it's Did not necessarily that, that. <laughs> so i think i think the thing was is it was like an hour into the podcast i didn't really talk yeah, about it, it too much buried. So, you know, basically this carbon fiber, if you listen to the last pod- podcast, you already know, but it's a marble. I have two different kinds that are up for sale right now. It's a marbled black carbon fiber that's, you know, some people call it shredded carbon fiber or, you know, marbled carbon fiber. It's, it's a, you know, that is something that is already on the market, but I'm selling it for significantly cheaper than everyone else. Yeah. So, yeah. A slab of basically a tile is 12 inches by 12 inches by a quarter inch, and I'm selling that for 75 plus shipping. So okay. normally that brings it to about you know $90 shipped to your door, which you know $15 shipping. I've already I've sold two of them, and it was like 90, 91 and whatever to ship it. You know after you factor in the packaging and okay. shipping it out. So it's like you know I would love to bring that shipping down to free, but that would literally take it's out tough. my profit margin. Like I, I yeah. just can't do that at this point. And even at ninety dollars for that much carbon fiber, that is significantly cheaper than everywhere else. It's a screaming deal. So right. on your website it says it is a carbon fiber reinforced polyurethane poltrusion. What, is what that is, that, all is that the black pearl that you're talking about, or is that the X Forge? Um, this the is the black black pearl. So the black pearl is something different, and that is something that is oh. not on the market anywhere else. Okay, um, that is. So I'll just go through the whole thing. So it's it's four and a half inches wide by twelve inches by three sixteenths. Oh, that's that's convenient. It's uh, very similar to my measurements. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> What on earth? Oh, it'll but, fit just nice. Hey, man. Whatever you got to do with that thing to make it, whatever, man. But hey, anyway, you know. so this Black Pearl stuff, that is a monodirectional. Um, there's no structure to the carbon fiber. It's just a monodirectional. When you mm. grind into it, it looks like a satiny Black Pearl. It's it's okay. really interesting. And then so in what in some lights and like some directions, like even if you hold it at a, at a weird angle, it'll look like a satiny black. Like it almost looks like a shadow. But then it when looks you, like um, 
jeans in the photo is that a texture that's just on the surface it also like it has kind of like almost like a slightly velvety feel to it it's really bizarre yeah. i've never seen anything else like it but then you know as oh, like cool. i was saying if you hold it in one direction it'll be like a satiny black and then you turn it and it, it will start to reflect the light like carbon fiber normally does but mm -hmm. because it's monodirectional, it's not like portions of it that are lighting up. It's the whole thing. It looks like one of those high-vis oh, jackets. Yeah. And it just absolutely reflects like crazy reflections. And it like will turn like this brilliant silver color. But so it's, what it's direction totally... does it run? The long Does it run the 12-inch direction so, or across um, the grain? So the grains, or if, if there is a grain structure to it, which it's, I mean, I've looked at it for a long time. There, you Hard can't see, see any sort of you know strains or fibers or anything in it but um the the directionality in it or the chatoyance in it if you could call it that is definitely from what like long ways not the four and a half yeah. inch ways it's the 12 inch ways okay, and cool. um yeah it's really it's again i've i've looked everywhere i can't find anything else like it and the reason for that is that it's made for this material is specifically made for the wings on those giant um windmills yeah so it's Which it's is, structural yeah. it's very very strong and it's it's very impact resistant it's not going to shatter on anything but uh -huh. it's but it's something that nobody else has access to at this point and i just happened mm, to cool. get in contact with one of like one of the few factories that specifically pumps out that stuff yeah and it's just like so it's I've... it's something that you know i've i've sent it out to a couple of people and people are starting to use it and it's it's so bizarre. It's it grinds. So it's, it grinds very easily, and it almost like I could see that it grinds yeah. like butter. It, it feels like I, I don't know what it is. It just it but it's feels probably, like carbon. Go ahead. Probably pretty bomb proof. You know, I mean, uh, I'm fairly familiar with the carbon and graphite industry, which was you know a massive hub back in the small town I grew up in. Um, there were big big factories that cranked out shitloads of carbon graphite parts and in fact my my old man my stepdad worked in a, a carbon graphite plant for a lot of years to put us through you know school and everything else and he spent <clears throat> most of his day at a bandsaw cutting blocks of carbon graphite that oh were ultimately God. then going to be me, put into uh, uh, some kind of a process. Tell me he wore a respirator because that <clears> shit yeah. will, yeah, that they, will fuck you they up were real quick. Like serious safety. But, you know, it's funny. So all these factory working dudes, right, they'd work all day in this dusty, dirty, black, basically, just black everywhere, black freaking dust, no matter what you did. So, but they would all take a shower when they were done for the day, right? There was sure. a, like a, a full locker room and you pretty much had to shower. If you didn't, you were like a giant piece of fucking pencil lead rubbing right. off on literally everything. Sure. So they would all take these like super fast showers, you know, just to get the shit off of them and get the hell out of there and, you know, go sure. home and do whatever they wanted to do. Well, <clears throat> in their haste, taking the shower, right? They'd all just do a really quick, I assume, you know, I wasn't ever in there watching, but just do a really quick, like, face wash and uh, with maybe soap, maybe not, and just get the hell out of there really fast, right? So they'd all come out with black still in their, like, eyelash line, you know? So oh, they all, they all so constantly look like they were wearing fucking eye makeup, you know? Well, I mean, <laughs> think about that as, like, a long-term effects type thing because... 
I know if you inhale it, it's it's very very rough on your lungs. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you buy some of the stuff, please, for the love of God, wear a respirator yeah. and not only like wear a respirator, grind out it, and then take the respirator out. Wait until the carbon fiber is out of the air before, or at least step out of your shop until the carbon fiber. You yeah. Know, gets and out you of the air and sweep that shit up because it's it's definitely yep. it's very rough on your lungs but before yeah, before thing. we continue talking yeah. let me just finish yeah, telling yeah. you the price Keep, points give us the rest of the rundown on the price points so well hold up so we've got black pearl yes we've got x forge that the x forge is the 12 by 12 by quarter inch um marble it's carbon insane. fiber insane that's what it is it looks yeah, so flipping cool and the black pearl is that uh, four and a half by twelve by three sixteenths, and the monodirectional something that nobody else has, and that yeah. is forty five plus shipping. Okay. So, very cool. The X Forge looks like big old pieces of carbon yeah. fiber. It's very, it it's like very confetti. large. Go ahead. Looks like confetti almost. Yeah, and that's that's what the marbled carbon fiber look is. Is like that's mm-hmm. it's um it's basically instead of instead of taking these fibers of carbon fiber and weaving them together, which is kind of like the crosshatch pattern yeah. that you mostly see in carbon fiber. It's instead of that, you shred all of that carbon fiber up and then you throw it into um the the press and it it injects it with epoxy and it presses yep. it together. So the the epoxy plus pressure plus time—that's the forge portion of it. So you're technically you forging dinosaurs. it. The shredding <laughs> it, the shredding it is where you get the shredded, or the fact that it looks yeah. kind of marbly is kind of where people get marbled carbon fiber. There's no real like set definition for the name of it. It's just sure. you know that is what it is. Any but, thoughts um, on colors? Um, imagine you got to they want to start moving some of this stuff first and then maybe color comes in right can you color this could you like i imagine you tint the epoxy right so here's the thing so i guess to to lay out the rest of it so i have 10 pieces or i I now have eight pieces of the x forge and i have 10 pieces of the black pearl and um i i'm doing a little bit of work with them so they're basically a they're They've ordered a bunch of knives to sell, or not to sell, but to um, give to their employees as Christmas gifts. Nice. Um, so that the money that I would have charged them, instead they're giving me carbon fiber, which I will sell to you guys you at go. a ridiculously low price in comparison to anywhere else. And the fact yeah. that this Black Pearl is literally nowhere else, I just kind of... You know, yeah. I figured, okay, it's about half the price or half the size of the X Forge, so let's let's roughly cut the price in half. Yep. Um, if there's one thing I've learned about you knife makers, is that you motherfuckers hoard handle material. Yes, we so do. So some of you sure, bastards sure. need to buy some of this shit, so my man B Cone doesn't have to hoard it all himself. But yeah, so I'm getting I'm getting a bunch of. Um, carbon fiber for, for well not for free but as a trade for the knives yeah. that I'm making yeah. so I'm going to sell those off so that I can then reinvest in buying more you know basically cool. from them so I'm because I I just simply do not have the capital to be like oh here's sure. five thousand dollars worth of carbon fiber let me get yeah you know, x amount you, of you whatever. might if the uptick is in the interest goes gangbusters then you could justify but at this point you know yeah right it's kind of like yeah but yeah uh, but anyways going back going back to your colors um they they have been testing with a bunch of colors and a bunch of different ways to color it um if you look at that that um tactical butter knife that i put out and i put out a Mm -hmm. youtube video on it 
Um, that is the the carbon or the uh, copper carbon fiber, oh, and yeah, that is that, that is literally so. Basically, I, I don't know if I can tell the whole process to it, but basically, it's just the addition of um, the yeah. type of uh, mica um, powder. Yeah, exactly, mica powder from yeah. uh, the automotive paints. Yeah, and I so use, that's. Um, the, that's the idea is that, you know, whatever color you can get that mica powder in is colors that we could potentially, you know, put in on it. So I've used a lot, um, and folks have probably, well, maybe not, I don't know, but I've, I use black diamond pigments. Sure. Uh, when I am tinting epoxy. Mica powder is interesting because it always has, you know, as you say, that chatoyance or that, that uh, light reflection and refraction going on in it because it's... Uh, sort of a metallic-y kind of a powder. Sure. Uh, but they have one called Copper Penny that when paired with walnut is just gangbusters. It yeah. is, oh, Lord, it's, yeah. It, they're, they're, so they've got that. And then they've also got um, a bunch of colors from aqua greens and blues. and But Black Diamond, I, I've had pretty good luck with their mica powders for yeah. sure. Um, and so yeah. with with the copper, like you like you said, that mica powder is so brilliant and so sparkly. And then you put that on top of this carbon fiber, which itself is brilliant and sparkly. It's yeah. like this this just makes that stuff like absolutely like ridiculously shiny and very eye catching. And yeah. we're also we're also experimenting with um, actually they they bought some like um, I don't know if you'd call it like pebbles or like shredded pieces of of copper that he's also oh, nice. infused into carbon fiber so that there's actual like pieces of copper. Oh, cool. And my, my hope is that we can make like a super copper that is the mica powder and that with, you know, even more yeah. copper in it to really like, you know, if you're getting copper, you're getting a lot of copper. So it'd be cool to do like even some, um, some of those pigtaily turning shavings, you know? Um, see that's, that's the thing is like, you know, it would be cool to do. So, I guess this is putting the cart way ahead of the horse. You know, right now I'm just selling the black and I'm just selling the X Pearl or the the X Forge and the Black Pearl. So yeah. this is this is kind of like the ground floor of it. You know, we're we're building yeah. interest in it and we're trying to get the name out there a lot more so that you know more people will be interested in buying it. Because my my issue is that I'm. I'm f I'm very new into the distribution of this type of right. stuff. Retail you know, I've yeah. I'm good at I'm pretty good at shipping, and I know how to do that just because I ship my knives all over the place. But this is the first time I'm not like you know I'm selling something that isn't handmade by me. But it's you know I I built the relationship between sure. me and me and this company, and you know it's yeah. it's something that they want they don't want to deal with in house. So I'm <clears> able to take that off of their plate and all of that yeah. fun stuff. But they are, um, but they are. It sounds very interested in being the producer of the product. Is that right? Or it has there been any thought about, hey, just give me a fucking sack of the carbon and I'll play around and see what I can come up with? Have you thought about that route at all? I, it's like, I guess I don't <clears throat> quite know what you're saying. Oh, I'm thinking like they give you raw material. You know, so, so instead of a block of whatever it is, they just give you a bag of carbon dust. That th <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so fucking fairy dust. <laughs> again, I'm not sure how much I can talk about it, but um, sure. yeah, they yeah. do. They do have a very specialized, you know, very large injection molding machine that pumps out these tiles, and it's okay. they do put in the the raw materials into this machine, and this machine will in 
you know, compress it down, inject in the, um, the epoxy and hold it for a certain amount of time and a certain amount right. of pressure and a certain amount of heat. So they're treating it more or less as a, as a micarta in a way where they're pressing and all that. It's not like a, um, they put a bunch of powder in there. They pour the epoxy in, which would make sense oh, no. because, um, it makes perfect sense actually now that I'm thinking about it because that shit sinks, you know, right. <clears throat> um, yeah, and you it, get not a suspension. The carbon would lay on the bottom of your epoxy pour. Yeah, and also like you know, I've I've been in the same room as this giant machine that that pours it all together and makes it happen. And it yeah. is it is like it is at least three times larger than the shop that I work in. Like it is oh, a very large machine, and it's a very specialized. And you know, basically, you know what this is is you know they're they're this structural carbon fiber, this, you know, they have the black pearl, which is for the, you know, windmills and that's specialized for the windmills. Yep. But the, the main thing that they do is this X forge or this, you know, marbled carbon fiber. Mm -hmm. And it's specific, it's specifically for structural. It's not for like, you know, hmm. looking pretty, but it still looks incredibly pretty. Like it's a very unique yeah. look. Um, but the the idea behind it is because those those shredded pieces, all of those all of those sparkles in there, all of those like randomly yeah, placed a million different directions, right? It's strong exactly. As a so with a weight a weaved carbon fiber, mm -hmm. it's it's incredibly strong if pushed in a couple directions. But there is technically, even though it is in incredibly strong, there is a weak direction to yep, it. Yep, yep. I was just gonna say it, it probably has a tendency to be brittle in a specific direction. Yeah. It's not necessarily brittle, but it's like right. it's like instead of being bulletproof, it's slightly less than bulletproof in one direction. Where this yeah. stuff, it can be torn or it it can have pressures on it from any direction, and because the fibers in it are so randomized it doesn't like have a weak direction, which is why right. it's you'll used never, in. You'll never what, find it, but like in an industrial application, right? If, if it's in a windmill and you just happen to have it oriented just the wrong way, it'll, you well, know, the, bust the, on you. The windmills are specific for taking pressures in a certain direction where, yeah. I mean, I guess <laughs> we, we have, interesting. we have this idea of like for a promotional thing, to like, you know, take it out on a range and shoot it because I'm pretty yeah. sure it's yeah. like it's send it down to a what's his name Demo demolition ranch that that crazy bastard that'd right. be fun right <laughs> but yeah so it's it's a very interesting thing and I'm really hoping that some of this sells I know you know yeah. these prices are kind of high at 75 and 45 but if you compare Dude, it to anyone on. else that is selling this stuff it's I've seen what you what you bastards are selling knives for these days you guys are making a, <laughs> making a mint actually you know with with 12 inches by 12 inches by quarter inch you can conservatively get like 10 knife normal size knife handles you can get you know anywhere between 8 and 10 and then any other scraps you're using on bolsters and you know come on man it's 12, down 12 stiff inches 12 stiff inch inches of fucking american made carbon for 100 bucks well, it's not even a hundred. Get that it comes... in China. You can't even get that in China. Right, right. Well, it's or in a, or after in a shipping. Parlor. After shipping, that is at ninety, and that's literally it. Cost me fifteen dollars to put it in one of those uh, USPS bubble mailers and ship it out. That's lit. I've looked all over the place. That it seems to be the sh cheapest way I can go. 
Um, if somebody knows a better way to ship this stuff, because if, like onesie twosies, it's 15. You know, if I end up getting yeah. enough where I can send it in one of those, you know, box, you know, USPS boxes, it fits, right. it ships, then, you know, that, that price would probably, I, it honestly would be about maybe $5 more because those boxes are, you know, standardized yeah. pricing. But Something I thought about after we hung up yesterday is, um, Potentially, people don't want it that big, but they still want to buy a twelve by twelve block. Would you be willing to cut it for them and and ship it in a smaller, cheaper box? So that's that is something that is down the line. Um, okay. At this point, I am still a knife maker, so my primarily, yeah. you know, I still have customers and I still have a lot of knife making that yeah. I need to do. Um, at this point, you know, I'm trying to give you guys enough of a deal yeah. that, like. If I cut it, I've seen people cut the same, not the same material, but similar, similar looking materials. And they'll mm -hmm. sell like individual scales, like two inches by six inches, you know, scale set of scales. And like, I've seen those go for 50, 60 bucks. Whew. So like, if you think about the fact that you're getting literally like six of those. Yeah, right. <laughs> for, I know, that's for the thing we <laughs> Like, depending on what kind of knife you make, too, right? I mean, right. if you're making neck knives and you get 12 stiff inches, man, you can make okay. all kind of them. I love the fact that you're making a joke of this, but come on now. <laughs> yeah, if you're doing little nano neck knives, like, I have... Yeah. There are so many knives that you can get out of this. Or if you're just using it as an accent on bolsters, I mean, you're going to get many 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 bolsters out of this stuff i mean you, sure. you guys know you guys are knife makers you know what 12 by 12 yeah. by quarter inch will get you i don't need to tell you for sure but so check it out folks i think it's really stinking cool i've been actually trying to think of some way to use it in the stuff that i do i mean i'm i'm not a handle maker or a knife maker but um blocks of stuff like that it'd be cool to just make a like a edc tray you know or something hey ben let really me neat. ask you real quick could you i mean you're you're kind of leading the the podcast is led by you on this on this episode could you mm -hmm. in the episode put on the top two links um links mm -hmm. to my the x forge and the black pearl 100 percent. okay Consider guys it done. we'll put it in go, the show notes I don't know check it out in the show those. notes Check it out in the show notes, or if you just want to type in B-K-O-H-N, knives as you would spell knives, dot com. So B-K-O-H-N, K-N-I-V-E-S, dot com. Go to, um, go to available knives. I need to restructure my, my website. I was just going to say, I can show you how to do that where you could get a, a human readable link right to the X-Forge and the other one. Yeah, I, need to, I definitely need to do that type stuff, but... Um, Right now, Either it's way, in it's available knives. Uh, in the future, it will be. I will make a specific page just for handle materials. You know, I figure with just two pieces that are up for sale, at, or two yeah. types that are up for sale. You know, it's probably better to just throw it in with the you know for sale items, and then you know when the idea is eventually, if these sell like gangbusters and we get a lot of of uh, traction with it, we're gonna do you know copper, bronze. Or copper, uh, brass, okay. silver, um, blue, green, red, and like we'll start adding colors that we can yeah. do, um, and that's that's kind of like where we want to go. And then also, if you want custom, 
like the machine that makes the stuff, it can go anywhere from like 0.01 inch. Like it can make like wow. tin foil. Mm. It can make like super thin tin foil, like um, wow. one layer as thin as one layer is. It can it can make super super thin all the huh. way up to I think three quarters of an inch. Dang. So like anywhere in between, like we can start like having custom orders but of course you know with those customs those yeah. pricing is it's made to order it's going to be a lot more expensive yeah, you but, got set up and handling and all that so how right. long does it take um so you mentioned injection it's kind of like injection molding right but it's still a two-part resin is it not um so i again i i've kind of been briefed a little bit on it but it is all proprietary knowledge i don't know yeah. how much i can really talk about but so basically what this this machine is for is for um you know testing so you know they're they're making they're making parts for you know either subframe parts that are going into like very specific you know dimensions going into like sub frames of cars or they're like parts on machining tools like super super you know yeah high high like, end uh, like crazy machining tools that are very very specific so basically yeah. what this 12 by 12 by quarter inch is they've, they've been making these as like you know they they have this machine that makes them and then a destructive test basically to make sure that their mixes are correct or if they're okay if they have an order for a specific mix that is a little bit different they're making sure that the tensile strength is still up to to you know par or whatever yeah it must inject it into uh, like some kind of a vessel where it can then cure out, you know, since it's an epoxy or a polyurethane or something, I'm thinking like it's got to have a, a cure time or a dry time or something, you know? Again, I would love to talk all about it, but uh, I don't know no, no, how much yeah. I can say and I don't want to, sure, yeah. you know, I've, I've no, built this it. nice it's... rapport from with these guys and they're yeah. really cool and I don't want to like no, give out trade secrets on a podcast. I'm just, <laughs> just kind of openly, you know, curious about how, yeah. how yeah, it's, I always, processes like those always fascinate me. Like I watch, um, I don't remember his name and I should because he lives right here in the Treasure Valley in Idaho, but who's the dude that makes the Mexican blanket? Um, oh, the G Carta stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, you. Oh, dude geez. lives like thirty minutes from me, man. Um, I need to connect with him. Man, I, I it's like Greg, on the tip of my tongue. Greg you know? something. Greg something. Um. um just mm. search G Carta on Insta. I'll bet. Um. Anyway, yeah, he he's got some really cool processes and does he does a lot of lives where he just like he you know, just shows you the whole, everything he's doing. And it's really pretty darn cool. I, um, um, I originally saw that stuff from, I think Matt Gentry made a knife with that in the handle. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> what the heck is this stuff? It is cool. Um, yeah. the whole, uh, that whole, um, Oh, I thought I just found it. Sorry. The whole Mike making my Carta fascinates me. I think it's a n really neat, process i'm sure there's a lot of people that don't want anything to do with actually making it but to me it's really interesting i've played around with it in fact i don't know if you remember but when i put the handle on that knife that you made me um i made liners for that yeah. using just crafting felt just a piece of felt <laughs> i didn't know it was felt that's cool. it's fucking felt dude and and epoxy I put a square of felt in a Ziploc bag, 
and then I poured epoxy into it, <clears throat> and then I just slammed it in my woodworking vise and cranked it down a bit till where it was tight and it came out perfectly flat, you know, like a, a 16th inch thick piece of uh felt micarta <laughs> one layer <laughs> what's crazy though is that shit is strong it really is it's impressive yeah and then i i've actually when i was doing that i was kind of like oh i'm gonna try this get into it and and then i don't know you know how that shit happens i never ended up doing it but i got all kinds of fabric and canvas and different things all cut and i have molds that i made and everything else it doesn't seem like uh, you know, Greg, the G Carter guy, he's got like metal molds and really, you know, he's putting a ton of extreme pressure uh, into it, which it seems the, the general idea, right, is you have all these layers of fabric. So you stack up a whole maybe 50 pieces of fabric and then you you introduce epoxy and then you introduce pressure. And so what you're trying to get to is a minimum amount of uh, epoxy to uh, fabric ratio. Right. You know, you want enough epoxy to keep it stuck all together, but what makes it so strong is the fact that the fiber has all, like the carbon stuff, has this, you know, million different direction oriented uh, structure to it. So, but it's kind of a cool thing. It's really neat. It is. Um, it is really cool for sure. For sure. Yeah, you mentioned uh, uh, injection molding. I don't know if you saw, but our our buddy Tom over at Infinite Craftsman just scored himself Jimmy Duresta's old uh, injection molder. It's like a desktop benchtop injection molding Yo, machine. That's yeah. Cool. How crazy cool and. If you're interested, Tom is uh, Tom is trying an experiment of buying an extreme bulk from Alibaba. Okay. And so, if you would like to buy a hundred sharpies for the low, low price of thirty-five dollars plus shipping, uh, you can you can work with Tom. He's trying to get as many people together as he can to buy like ten thousand sharpie markers. <laughs> So it's coming from Alibaba. So is it yes. like Sharple oh, they're, or Sharp? Like is it is it actual you know? Sharpies or? Well, they look like a Sharpie, write like a Sharpie, smell like a Sharpie, get you high like a Sharpie, but they're uh, snarpy, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, or uh, blarpy. Right. Uh, but Alibaba, I didn't know much about it, but um, you actually work with the producer of the the goods or a sales staff for the production facility and uh, negotiate pricing and everything else like that. So Tom's like, I don't know. I just, he's like, I just, I've always thought that this would be fascinating. It could be a way, you know, he's like, obviously whatever we would purchase in this way would have to be a consumable, right? right because right. who's going to buy a thousand screwdrivers every year? Nobody. Um, and he's like, B, it would have to be very lightweight and easy to ship. Which, you know, as you were mentioning earlier, is the bane of, of the existence of those of us that try to do this. Right. So he started with Sharpies, and I think they came up with a little uh, sort of like, uh, they're, they're going to brand them all. You know, pu they're going to put Maker's Gonna Mark <laughs> on all of them. And okay. uh, yeah, he's got it down to, you know, basically 35 cents a Sharpie. 
So that's, if you want I mean, a, a hundo, you can, you know, a dime bag of Sharpies or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but he's trying to get the price as low as he can. And um, I think he's got almost 30 people. Uh, so he's probably going to order 10,000 of them. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> if, Which is if, funny. If it works, it works, though, because, like, little... Yeah. It, it seems like right now, I'm, I'm sure everybody who's listening who's a maker, you know that knife or sales right now are way down. And, yeah. like, right now is kind of, I guess, looking back in my books, normally I make anywhere between 50 and, you know, 70% of my sales between now and December. Or, yep. I guess, you know, really beginning, end of September, beginning of October to September, or to till December. And it's just like, yeah. where are all of the sales? And they? it seems like even like I talked to my leather guy for about, you know, 45 minutes because um, yep. I was dropping off some knives and whatever. And um, I basically just kind of talking with him is like, you know, it seems like everyone right now seems as if if you're doing handmade stuff or sales in general, the the pricing or not the pricing is up and the sales are down. And yeah. it's just like, I think well, it's... Well, the handmade revolution, right, where everybody uh, was locked in their house uh, for COVID and got a bug up their butt going, oh, it's so nice. These makers are just making shit and I want to support them. And so we drove our fucking prices up because money. And, right. <laughs> and uh, now we're, we are. We're kind of stuck in this weird space. Well, I think um, the other big thing is people are seeing potential recession coming on and, yep, and they're circling that. the wagons and they're just not really selling much. So I've kind of responded by, you know, instead of, you know, I've, I still have a couple knife orders that I'm, I'm working through and every time I do a batch, I'm adding, you know, four or five, six, just general, like everyday carry or, okay. you know, if I see something like I'm, I'm currently working on a harpoon point or a harpoon clip knife that is okay. a very, you know, I've saw, I've seen a couple of people do it and it's always been something that I've wanted to try, but That's I've never cool. had an order for. And I'm just trying to do more general knives and I'm trying to get the pricing down lower so that it's yeah. not quite a huge, you know, kick in the wallet to pick it up. Yeah. And Do you have a sense? Oh, go ahead. Finish. Go ahead. I've also been kind of like finishing out little projects that like I, I started on this a while back and I, you know, the, the order fell through or something, whatever happened. And I just kind of have a drawer full of, you know, half finished, quarter finished, just profiled knives. And I've kind of been yeah. digging through that and like, oh, well, I could take this and I could add uh, this to it. Or I could, you know, make this instead of a French chef knife, I could make it into a K-tip knife or I could... You know, I can kind of change them up enough to make them interesting, but also, you know, now I don't feel like, oh, this this material cost me in my head near nothing right. so that I can take that kind of off the pricing. And it's already, you know, sure. most of the way done. So it's like, oh, I'm only putting in four, five, six hours on this thing. So it's like, you know, I feel like I can, oh, I can feel like I can put it out there for a lot less and not, it's just money in my pocket instead of, yeah. you know, a huge... <laughs> whatever i don't know what's the what's the what's the average markup um on a knife you know if you just look purely at materials um is it 50 percent 80 200 700 i don't know um, what is it? so that's the thing really is depends. like material it really depends if you're doing like a mono steel knife and you're doing you know just straight wood or g10 or whatever 
the the amount of money that you're putting into a knife versus what you're selling it is very minimal but the amount it's just the fact that you're putting in you know four five six seven eight sometimes ten twelve however many hours depending on how large the knife is and i can tell you once i do once i do my math i am better ahead working at you know stocking shelves at target yeah. By the hourly pricing, you know, right. it's it's yeah. not like I'm making a boatload, but you know, yeah. So how know. is there? So in the woodworking world, uh, furniture making world, there are probably two or three leading pricing formulas, right? And it, I imagine it's, I imagine you see it in the handmade world in general to some extent. There is a camp that says. You know, there is some multiplication factor that you apply to your material cost to get your sale price. Um, some guys will say, take all your material costs and multiply it by three. Some will say, multiply it by one and a half. Some will say, you know, multiply it by three and then add another 15% as a shop fee. Um, to cover consumables like glue and screws and shit that you're you, you know, you're not going to charge for otherwise. It, is there anything similar in the knife making world or does everybody just kind of wild west? Yeah, that's about an $800 knife. Uh-oh. See, that's, that's the thing is like the, the pricing of the, if you take a bar of steel and however much, like if you're using 50% of the piece of material, like, you know, let's say you, you can go on different, like you can go on to, you know, different websites and figure out what the material costs would be. Maritime right. Knife Supply. Go check out Maritime Knife Supply for your oh. pricing on that. And if you want to get that pricing even lower, get it yeah. from Maritime. <laughs> yeah, I fell yeah, right into man. that now, didn't I? So Lawrence has some kind of a, a pricing guide or uh, you're just saying go there to check material costs. Check out material cost over at Maritime yeah. Knife yeah, Supply. Yeah. You'll be pleasantly surprised at how low it is, especially once you realize that you're – you're paying in Canadian dollars, not that U.S. dollars. Canadian dollars, just and shipping is much. quick and simple. And oh my goodness, sorry, yeah, I Lawrence fell right has, into that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, no, you actually teed it up perfectly. So, for those that don't know, our show, I guess it's been for a good hand, good handful or two of months now, hasn't it? That uh, oh, it's been a while for sure. Almost, yeah. Maritime Nice Fly is the one and only sponsor of the Workhorse Podcast. Uh, brought to you every week, every Thursday, and Lawrence uh, Lawrence teamed up with us, like I said. I don't know exactly how many months ago it's been, but it's been at least five, I would guess, uh, potentially nine because I lose track of count and I'm still <laughs> in COVID time warp. But um, Lawrence is up in Canada, and you might think, well, wait a minute, I'm in the U.S. or I'm someplace else. Uh, why the hell would I buy knife making supplies from canada let alone this man lawrence well number one if you are in the u.s lawrence ships on the daily from canada to the u.s you will see no noticeable difference in the time it takes to get your materials versus purchasing it from a u.s-based supplier uh that's for certain the other thing that as b cone mentioned is advantageous is that our united states dollar it's worth a little bit more in canada so you can save yourself a little bit of cabbage 
with the old exchange rate. You won't even notice. You know, you can go on the site and you can actually view it using USD or Canadian dollar. Uh, so if you can hide the fact that our money's worth more if you want. But um, anyway, Lawrence has so many things. He, I mean, I feel like when we first started working with Lawrence, um, he was definitely scratching the surface then, but my Lord, the surface is scratched to shit now because he's got so much stuff uh, that yeah. he has brought in. Everything from steel to freaking rhino wet sandpapers to you name it. And Handle really material, cool. epoxies, yeah. uh, even tooling and, you right. know, I mean, there's so much. If you if you're into knife making in general, or or excuse me, knife making or making in general, making, yeah. you know, there is so many things on his website that is is you know very very worth it to at least go and check out, see what. And what I suggest is go ahead and take it, take his pricing, and then pricing plus shipping, and put it up against wherever else. And I guarantee yeah, you around, that it's going to be it. a. It's going to be a lower price. That's just the way it is yeah. because his pricing is so low once you get that exchange rate in there and his yeah. shipping is quick. It's not like you're going to buy it and like four months later it's going to show up because it was stuck, you know, somewhere. Yeah. He is Andrew, he is a master about getting it across that border and shipped to or on your doorstep and just, you yeah. know, less than and a week. And you're buying from a, a maker too. You know, Lawrence is a legit knife maker in the community. You know, he's attending blade show and maker camp and those kinds of things to participate uh you know as as a maker he's been a knife maker uh he's actually i think might be this week he's taking a class uh knife he making is. class so. he is for sure um so i actually uh, I, yeah. i'm friends with him on facebook and i kind of at, he was at Maker Camp, and he had some really nice, high-detail, black-and-white pictures done. And he put it up on his Facebook page. Oh, man, page. those Mark Adams photos <laughs> are killer. I love and my, my comment on Facebook was, oh, wow, it's so nice of you to put up a picture of Dennis Tyrell, you know. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if nobody, if, if folks haven't seen Lawrence, he he and Dennis are, like, eerily similar in looks. Like, I, could be. When we're at Blade oh, Show, there's... sitting in the pit, I was standing between the two talking. It was like... Like, it, honestly, you could say they look like identical twins. Like, they are right. ridiculously similar. That's, <laughs> like, that's what do you think, funny. Dennis? I don't know. What do you think, Dennis? Hey, Dennis, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, sure. But anyway, yeah, support the folks that support the show, and we all win. Um, we'll keep this thing going around and, and keep these episodes coming at you. There was a question you asked me, and then I launched into that. What Do you remember what it was? <laughs> It's okay. Don't worry about it. I don't remember. Well, let's instead uh, launch into we're about an hour in, and you know what that means. Dun, 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 dun. You want to do the the bad the bad joke first, or the um um W five projects? Let's do uh, dad jokes real quick. Okay, let me pull it up. Unless you've got one, can you nah, tell man. a joke and play the tuba? First of all, trombone. Second of all, I'm, the two of us, you know, you're you're the dad here. I feel like you got to do the dad joke. Okay, let me pull up my notepad thing here and find it. Do you use any kind of software to, like, organize your life at all, Brian? <laughs> software? No, I, I, I like to do, like, oh, physical notes. You're the pen and paper guy. Yeah. I am. I... I try. I've got about six different ones that I, you know, like, and, and this morning, 
and last night I got I, about once a quarter. I feel like I get this bug up my ass to go like, oh, I got so many irons in the fire right now. I just I need to sit down and need like the command board, you know. And sure. writing it all out is just like too much, you know, to do uh, because it would be this huge fucking this project with all of its details written under it. You know, I'm I'm one of those project manager types where I like to see the milestones, the deliverables, all of that See, shit. Just I find that, that, you know, typing something into a screen, I don't know what it is. I just don't remember it as well as like physically sitting down and writing out each, like there's something about writing it down on pen and paper that just, it, for some reason, it just sticks yep. in my mind like 10 times yeah. better. Yeah. And that's kind of how I like to operate as well, where I have the software as the brain dump. I use Trello, um, uh, which is a free app that it's basically like a collection of note cards on steroids. Sure. So imagine you pick up a note card, but then taped to it could be like a checklist and photos and you name it, right? Uh, you could have all this shit packed into one note card. Um, and it's pretty handy, but I saw the other day, uh, well, and then what I do is like on the daily, I'll write on a post-it, here's the five things I need to get done. Well, truth be told, my wife prescribes them to me like a doctor um, and writes my, you know, writes her list and then I add it to my list in the morning. But <laughs> um, I saw this really cool product that this uh, somebody was making and it was really neat. It was this walnut tray. Okay. And it was maybe... I don't know, three by six, four by six size. And they had these really nice cardstock cards that went with it. So the tray holds a stack of these cards that are, it's literally just um, the numbers one through five on the card. The idea being these are the five things you're going to accomplish today or could be five goals could be five uh prayers you want to say it could be five people you want to murder this week you know whatever <laughs> uh but like the idea is that and then the way it works is the stack of cards lays in the negative space of the tray and then they have this really neat I don't know if it's metal. I think it was aluminum. This cover that covers your stack of cards, right? Because you only want one card, and that's the one card you're working on today. Uh, and then the way they made it was you could either leave it laying on top of the tray, uh, on top of that little aluminum thing, or they had a little thing that allowed it to stand up vertically so that you could you know, sit it on your counter and, and from across the room see the five things that you needed to do. And sure. I just thought, man, that's just kind of neat. You know, it was like it boiled it down, which in all reality, five things in one day is probably enough for just about anybody, right? You might get a million things done, but you're, you're working towards five big goals. Right? Here's the thing that I find hilarious. You started a little story to vamp while you're looking up a dad joke, and it turned into a whole ass story. Whole like it wasn't just like a. <laughs> you know, I, you're the master just, at that, I, Ben. You truly well, I know. are. <laughs> I'm I'm a, I'm a rambler. I like to I like the sound of my voice. Okay. Do you I have say? a dad joke, or do you need uh, to vamp out another ten minute yes, story? Yes, I've got one. Here it is. <laughs> okay. okay, there it is. Okay. Hey, why can't a nose be twelve inches long? Why is that? 
because then it would be a foot. <laughs> or, depending on your anatomy, something else. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> All right, jumping from one bit right to another, hashtag WFI Projects. Guys, if you are a listener to this podcast and you're already listening a minute and three minutes in, um, yeah, you're obviously, you know, you're enjoying the show. And if you want to be a part of the show, all you have to do is, is make a post. You're, you're a maker. you you make things, make, take a picture of what you're working on, post it on Instagram and use hashtag WFI projects. And we will look at it once a week and read out a couple of them and give you a nice little yeah. shout out. So and I've got follow, the fr- follow it too. So if you don't know how to follow, go to the search once you get past the tits and ass show of uh, all the dirty pornography you've been looking at on Instagram, you can go to the search at the top and literally type in hashtag WFI projects. And once you get to that hashtag page, actually choose the suggested hashtag. You know, when you type in hashtag WFI projects, it will suggest the hashtag. If you, if you tap on that, then it will take you into the hashtag itself. And then you should see the tabs of top recent reels. And yes. then you can actually follow it. Yes. Go ahead and follow that and also be posting in your in your daily post or weekly post or however often you post things. Just put on a little hashtag WFI projects and we'll shut it out once a week. So I've got the first one. It is excuse me. It is red dot knives. Go check him out. He's at, let me go ahead and look real quick, 429 followers. So definitely go ahead and give him some love. Speaking of this G. Carter you're talking about, he is working with um, some segmented handles. So you can see that there is a big old black hunk of, I'm not sure what's on the back end. It looks like this, you know, black lustry, maybe like a black dyed wood or something. And then up at the bolster is some, in the bolster is some black and green G. um, G. Carter. The mm-hmm. the um yeah G Carta scales and then he's got um G ten green G ten both as liners and then as a line between the G Carta and that black dyed wood is what I'm assuming it is so you can ca- yeah. just kind of see it he's got it he's got it all clamped up on his on his bench it's gonna be some really cool scales honestly if I were to send it to one person I bet you I if I send this picture to pickle cutters Nick Tobin he would be drooling yeah. over it because that black and that green is right up his alley but real this is yeah very very pickly on this one but it is a very cool you know it looks like it's gonna be a really cool handle on a knife and man it's mm. gonna be a really good follow to uh, follow along at red dot knives go check them out dude if if people listening to this show right now are not following my man down in utah reaper metalworks do it and do it freaking quick because he is on fire lately um number one is he posted a youtube video on um was it about a week ago i think it was maybe less i don't know but he goes into um uh a a bunch of electronics wiring and all sort of around uh his treadmill or his rock tumbler device um so he goes into some you know uh what do you call it hobby electronics kind of stuff in that which is really stinking cool uh a budget knife vice um 
he's got up on his website now as well. Uh, he, so he's, he's creating a little how-to website, and it's growing. He's adding uh, more things to it. Uh, if I remember right, they're free um, instructionals as well. Um, and so check that out because he's got some really good projects going on. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> and then the other thing <clears throat> that I wanted to shout him out for as well is uh, he posted a reel, uh, you know, where it was him talking to the camera, basically just reminding folks, like, listen, you're not alone when you fight your battles. You know, he was in the military um, and, you know, he's like, I just want to remind people, like, we all go through shit. We all deal yeah. with shit. We all have to handle, you know, curveballs and dead ends and, you know, life kicking you in the balls from time to time. And sure. I don't know. I, um, I have a post that I'm going to make later today uh, about uh, this gal, CJ Wilkerson, who I made the – she won the um, – Tommy from Crooked River Forge apron. Nice. And uh yeah, just aces. This this woman is is aces. And, and I've mentioned her before as a street luge Olympic athlete or potential Olympic athlete. Right. Um it just reminded me recently that we throw the word community around pretty loosely in the online world. Um I can genuinely say my best my best friends in the world right now I've never met in my life, you know? <laughs> um, and I know that they would help me get through anything. And so of course. people need to not forget that, I think. And um, the more serious and intentional we are about this community, I think the more serious and intentional uh, it can serve every one of us. And uh, yeah, I just remind folks, if you got some shit going on or you just need somebody to talk to or you just want to bitch about somebody being a douchebag uh wanting to uh, who knows you know come after you <laughs> give a call man reach yeah. out i am more than willing if you you reach out to me and say dude i need somebody to fucking talk to do you have a minute 100 percent. that that goes same for me as well of course we're yeah. we're always here <clears throat> to listen and talk whether it's talking about a personal thing or if it's just, hey, you know, I'm getting into knife making and how yeah. how do I do this or how do I do that? Let, can you can you give us a little bit of knowledge? Because you yeah. know, they're going off of what you're saying. There's always been a mm. lot of people in my life because I've I've been through some shit and I've I've le had to lean on people, and yeah. also just getting into knife making. There's there's so many people that you know I could do a giant giant list of people that helped me as I'm starting into the knife making and even to this day yeah. asking questions. Like for instance, I've I've got a a couple orders for friction folders, and I'm I'm going to be talking to Pickle about you know what is the intricacies, what should I be looking for, you know, is it possible yeah. with the tools that I have, yada yada yada. And basically, you know, he pickles one of those guys that is if you know him and you're good friends with oh, him, he's gonna he's, help you. he's another one of those guys that he's willing to help. And you know, even if you don't know me personally, I so cherish all of those people that I've I've had probably twenty people since I've been on this podcast 
just reach out to me like, hey, I want to try to make a knife or I've, I'm yeah. three, four, five, ten knives into it and I'm, I'm having <clears> this struggle or that struggle. How do you suggest I go from here? Yep. That's I love, I love those conversations. I love, I love helping yeah. people. Well, I mentioned it, well, it was probably the last show or when Jeff was on or, you know, is that <clears throat> one of the hardest things about um, branching out working for yourself is that in the beginning, you are the team. Right. Right. So brainstorm sessions are pretty fucking boring when they're only in your head, sure. <laughs> you know, and I'm always really impressed with guys that do a lot of Instagram stories where they'll talk through scenarios and, well, I could do this or I could do that or I could. And, and in talking to, you know, quite a few of them over the years, that's exactly why they do it. They do it because they don't have a fucking team and they sure. want people to reach out and give them opinions. Brian House is a prime example that he's so, so incredibly good at casting a net out, asking for feedback, and then synergizing all that together into a product that works because he did that, because he right. got the feedback. Right. So there are a lot of ways to do it, but just big kudos to Reaper. Uh, thank you, brother. That was a great post and your work on the how-to site is looking incredible i genuinely forgot that this was a part of wfi projects so this one might be just ever so slightly self-serving but yeah i've got to shout it out do it do it do it brigham Kendall made a post about the couple of pieces of knives or of um carbon fiber scales that i sent out to him so that's acceptable these are, this is a post, and he said, I'm excited to try some of Bico Knives Carbon Fiber out. Thanks, B. So nice. the two sets that, I ha that he has, one of them is uh, the X-Forge, but it has some um, of green, like, glitter mixed in with it because that was one of our idea ideas of, you know, what if we just add a yeah. little bit of glitter? What would that look like? And, you know, it... I, I personally would prefer to go the, down the mica route because that gives a lot more color to it and it has like chunks of color instead of little speckles of color. But mm -hmm. however, on this side, you know, if this almost looks like a galaxy of green, which is kind of an interesting look to it. <laughs> but. So he's got that and then he also has some of the, um, of the not the copper, the, the brass colored mica powder. Yeah. So it's, it's a couple pieces to check out and I've, I've sent out some about, I think it's, I think it's between 10 and 15 scales I've sent out to people just to, mm -hmm. you know, get your hands on it, see what you think, give some feedback, yep. what do you like, what do you don't like, and uh, maybe promote it if you have, if you like it. Or if you don't like it, go ahead and tell people that you don't like it and whatever. Yeah. But, but I, I, I personally, I've worked with it. I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, so. You wouldn't steer people wrong. Anyways, go check out Brigham Gundel. Uh, he's a great guy. Um, he's one of the guys that I'm hoping to get on the interview show. Speaking yeah, of, yeah, great. I should, I would love to join you for that if it wasn't like didn't cause problems with the threesome, you know? It's all dude, why, a little too much. I would love to do an interview with you and an interview with Brian House just as like a hey, here's let's a baseline, it. let's let's really dive into your past and whatever. Not that yeah, we, I we thought do that about a lot that the other day but... too. That one of us could interview you, yeah, we'll do sure, the, the sure, round, round robin thing. Sure. But it'd be fun to jump on with Brigham. He he's just down the hill in in the Salt Lake City area, along sure. with Reaper too. He's yeah. down in that neck of the woods. One of these days, I should make a pilgrimage down there. I've been talking a lot about potentially. Uh, I'm getting a little. Get, it's getting more serious about maybe trying to organize a maker event here in Boise. 
That would be cool. Like a, a decently sized thing like Maker Maker Cramp or something. Right. So, so speaking of that interview show, I this past episode was Ira Housework, and honestly, you know, I I'm a little bit close to the project, so I feel like you know maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't be you know you know ringing my own bell or or tooting my own horn. But I feel like I've I've really started to get a lot more comfortable interviewing people, and I feel like they're going yeah you know. As you go on, they're getting a little bit more in well, depth, and not. Be- you're getting good at it, dude. That's what it is. You're getting <laughs> well, I think what it is is you know I don't feel quite as clunky going from sure. you know thing to thing. I'm I've kind of figured out yeah. how to lead one conversation to the next. So right. we have and you do Ira Housework too, which is pays off. You know, we have Ira Housework, which was this past interview, which great interview, great guy. I actually went back and watched his episode on Fortune Fire again last night, just because nice. I listened to the podcast and you know I wanted to you know again see yeah. his, see him absolutely whoop ass on Fortune Fire. Yeah. Um, and then so the week next week is going to be Kyle Daly. So really oh, really great interview there. Yeah. That was a fun one for sure. But and Kyle does a podcast. If folks yes, don't he does. know, yes, he does. <clears throat> um, Golly, I'm so bad with fucking names. What's the name of it again? Knife. <laughs> knife perspective. Oh, perspectives. Yeah. Yes. I almost said knife talk, but that <laughs> is the best. That is the best show about making knives on the internet. So, check out both of them: knife perspectives and knife talk. And Forge Side Chat is another one. Yeah. And uh, the abstract blacksmith is just. Giving some TLC to all of his friends, hugging hugging welders, I guess, in our <laughs> in our hashtag. But uh, <clears throat> they do a good show. That's another other, guy. I really want to get him on the podcast. I've had yeah. I've had Rainy Day Forge on. You know, I've I've had that experience. I really yep. really want to get both of them. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I know they have they have a new guy in there as well. It'd be cool to they get do. the whole thing. But they're they're awesome awesome guys. Great they're, dudes. they're really Great cool dudes. guys for sure. Yeah, and another group of guys that I know, you know, have openly talked about dealing with struggles and and all that stuff. And I know based on listening to their show, they're another another couple of dudes that would be more than happy to take a phone call or a DM uh, from somebody just wanting to work through something. So check yeah. that out. Uh, uh, Colin Hayward. Hey, hold on, hold on. We we went through a lot of different making podcasts. I feel like we also need to shout out Hustle and Grind as well. Hustle uh, and sounds Grind like has some th- changes coming. Yeah, they life. they have a little bit of changing going on. They have Ryan Chadbourne still, you know, basically taking soul soul, <clears throat> you know, taking on yep. the whole podcast. And you know, there's going to be hear- a couple. There's going to be a couple more podcasts with Jason left. So go check it out before he's yep. gone for sure. But. Did you hear who's uh, coming in Jason's stead? I heard, but I for the for the life of me, it's it's left my brain. Mm, the one and only Mister Entiat River himself. Oh yeah, Entiat River Forge will be that joining. Uh, Coakley, what's his name again? Ryan, Ryan Coakley, Ryan Chadbourne, Coakley, Coakley, knife maker man. So, Mister Mike Carter. Be- Yes, I believe it'll still be called Hustle and Grind. Right. Uh, Jason's taking a taking a step down um, to, uh, I guess, build his tractor business. Hey, man. Um, he thinks his tractor's sexy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he's pimping I, that thing out all over town, y'all. Do you know what I think it is? 
I think mm. it's it's his uh, Georgia Bulldogs are going so well. He has to dedicate 40 hours just to, you know, make sure he's <laughs> watching and listening to every single corner okay. of it. He's got okay. he's got to dedicate the time to the Bulldogs. Well, you know, we all have our priorities in life. And <laughs> if that's how you choose to see it, then have uh, at it. No, I think he's, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I won't speak for him. You can listen to their show, find out the nitty-gritty dirt band and uh, details, and go from there. But, yeah, another show. There's a, lot, there's, there's a lot of shows. And what I've thought about the other day is that um, woodworking has a rash of shows. You know, every year or two, a bunch of guys get a hard-on and decide they want to do a podcast, and six months go by, and, you know, three of them are left. Sure. Uh, similarly, in this maker space and knife making, metalworking, and whatever the hell we are, mostly knife making, I guess, with a jackass carpenter thrown in. Um, but, <laughs> but you're our uh, jackass carpenter, Ben. Come on right? now. <laughs> but there are, um, <clears throat> they're starting to get some podcasts with some tenure, which is kind of yeah. cool. Dudes yeah. that are doing it, doing the weekly and uh been doing it for over a year or coming up on a year anyway which is really cool or you go to granddaddy knife talk and they've been around for what five almost Since six god was a boy i think literally yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway well so we kind of talked we kind of talked at the beginning that i would do the full you know story yeah, behind wanna... the proposal and that whole thing so here's the thing let's let's do the ending i'm not going to do the outro i'll do the outro after i tell mm. the story but okay. so if you guys want to check out our patreon it's it's as low as one dollar a month and here's the thing we don't run any sort of ads we don't have any ad no. breaks throughout we do have maritime knife supply that we talk to and that's that's because but we have the one situation you right? know you do and um, so basically, here's the thing. We, instead of running ads throughout and chopping up our show and like sometimes it'll hit right in the middle of a sentence and, and that's kind of inf or frustrated, whatever. <clears throat> yeah. um, so we, we have had, you know, really, really great people that have, that have um, kind of lifted us up through our Patreon and for a dollar a month or there's like the high five or I think it goes as high as like $10 a month. If you really yeah. feel like you want to, you can support us. And then as a bonus, you will get an after show. So what is the question yeah. that we're going to do in the after show? Did we decide on that? We're going to talk about shit that we enjoy doing other than making things, basically. What sure, because hobbies, Bobbies. Right, because, you know, we, we have basically, you know, like the Hustle and Grinds, you know, their whole beginning was you're taking your part-time hustle or your hobby and making yeah. it into a full-time grind. So we're going to talk. But now now that our, our part-time hobby has turned into our full-time grind, what the what hell are we doing with our do part-time now? now? Like, what, what's, yeah. the, what's the hobby going on? So we're going to go ahead and talk about that in the after show. So if you feel like you want to you know, subscribe to our Patreon, we would greatly appreciate it. And then you can go over to Patreon and listen to the yeah. after show. Well, but if you, have, if you have a question for the after show also, um, uh, to, to, to submit a question to be brought up on the after show, we ask that you do it on Patreon. To right. do it on Patreon, you have to be a member. So if you want to, basically, if you want to participate in the after show, it's nothing big, guys. It's you know, it's it's just us bullshitting for 15 more minutes or so. But um, it's a chance to have a, either a legit question about, you know, how do I uh, 
boister my bolster or you know <laughs> what's from under cheese then you can yeah, ask or here's the thing you know there's some bullshit questions out there that you can ask like the that <clears throat> joke right there but um if you have if you have a question that you want to steer the conversation you want to you know for between you know 15 minutes to a half an hour you want this to be our topic go ahead and give us topics to talk about give us a, a question that we can you know, really dive in on, and then, yeah. you know, that will be your, you know, that's that's your prize for being a part of our Patreon, which we appreciate and you get greatly. The show. Yeah, and you yeah. get the extra minutes. Um, I'll be honest, um, I have not spent that much time on Patreon. I need to, because there are people that support us, and I am going to reciprocate and start supporting some of these other shows, because... Man, I listen to who, you know, I read through our list and it's like, holy cow, just incredible. We're up over 100 patrons and it's just, it's phenomenal. I would like to build more community with that group of people. So I myself became a patron of the show. There you go. Um, and so I don't get there enough again, but I'm making an effort at least once a week to try to get into our Patreon and mix it up with folks. And so, um, yeah, check it out. It's okay. Uh, hopefully, pretty so cool. guys, go ahead. If you don't want to listen, if you're not, you know, I understand this is kind of a romantic thing and like that's a personal thing. So if you're just here for the show, I understand if you just skip the rest of this podcast. But I'm going to basically talk about you know the the proposal and the reason Getting behind on your things fucking and whatever. Knees. Yeah. So <laughs> I. The original thought was, you know, this this was going to be like the after show. And then I realized like, yeah. oh, come on. I can't use my proposal story as a push for people to go on. <laughs> I paid a that's, dollar that's some for bullshit. this shit. <laughs> right. Well, that, it's not necessarily I paid a dollar for this shit. But like just using your personal story as yeah, a seller for a, the podcast, just that seems a little too uh, sleazy. So I'm I glad I'm glad we're putting it. Only you would, would think that, but that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shoot. So, anyway, so here's the thing. So, when Emily and I met, we actually met on Tinder. So, that's... Okay. It's cool. it's a modern thing. It's, you know, it's, yeah, it's hey. not the normal thing, I'm but hey, at all. I got, whatever. I got, I got best friends on the fucking internet, man, and I grew up in the 80s and 90s where only perverts and pederasses lived on the internet. Gotcha. <laughs> so, you know, it's... It, we we met on Tinder and we started talking for a while and then finally you know I, I forget who said okay you know this this is going well let's go ahead and go on a date and uh, you know we agreed and at the time I lived in Mount Pleasant and she lived all the way in Auburn mm. so um, basically okay well I'll I'll come over there and pick you up I'll drive the hour over and pick you up and we'll go to dinner and whatever so the first day so basically. Uh, the first day we went to Lucky's Steakhouse, and then we went to a movie, nice. and that was the first date, and it went super well. Did and I dropped her back at off. <laughs> I got lucky at Lucky Steakhouse hey, and now, took her home now. to mount her pleasantly in my Mount Pleasant home. <laughs> and I appreciate you, but goddamn, shut up. <laughs> okay, so, anyways, going. first date we went to that, and that that was a really good date. And then on the ride home, you know. We, we called each other and it's like, oh, that that was really nice. We really liked it. Um, you know, I'd love to have a second date. What, what I, yeah. I, I think it was I asked, uh, you know, let's go on a second date. When are you free? And she said, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, whoa. Well, <laughs> so second Coming date. see you. <laughs> right. Second date, we went to Olive Garden. And then 
uh, went to Dow Gardens, which is, you know, in, in Midland, which is between um, Auburn mm-hmm. and Mount Pleasant, there, there is, Dow, you know, in Midland, the big thing is Dow Chemical. So like oh, that, okay. there's that Dow Chemical plant, and it's like, it's basically clean. like yeah, the high school is named Dow, and like everything is Dow themed, and everything is like sponsored like, by Dow. Yeah, it sounds like Tao, like T A O, you know, not that's for well, some reason you, when I hear Dow, that comes to my mind. Have you heard of Dow Chemical at all? It's oh, it's, absolutely, yeah. Okay, but okay, it's just okay. I don't know why for some reason when I hear dow garden i think of like a towel you know like a japanese or whatever no so well so the the dow garden is basically it's like a walking trail but there's like all the way through there's ponds and what little water man-made waterfalls but waterfalls and streams and flowers and you know it's very very pretty so we went to headquarters is here uh in boise and they've got a similar thing yeah cool yeah so so the second date was olive garden dow gardens and then the third date, we ended up going to Saginaw and, you know, had dinner. And, you know, I think there was something with her university. We, we went to, like, something along those lines. I would, so, basically, I'm, I tell you all of that because I tried to recreate the three days. We, basically, oh, cool. at, at the end of the second date, I, we did the same thing. I dropped her off and then on the ride home. Yeah, I'd love to go Beautiful. on another date. When are you available? Tomorrow. Great, let's do this again. So it was, it was three days. The the joke was is we, at the beginning of our relationship, we went on three dates in three days, and you know it, it all went well, and it, it was yeah. it's all whatever. That's cool. So I tried to recreate that three dates in three days. So basically, um, another thing is you know I very randomly and just I normally wake up at like three thirty, four o'clock, sometimes four thirty if I'm really sleeping in. And yeah. she normally, you know, she gets, she wakes up for work at about 5.30. So, okay. so you're normally, both early risers. Very early risers. But I'm normally up at least an hour before she is. And sometimes I wake up with a wild hair out of, up my ass and I, you know, Woo! eat breakfast and get right out the door and I go to but work. But she loves that. Hey, now, come on, Ben. <laughs> so, so every once in a while I do these little sticky note scavenger hunts where it's like, okay, oh, you know, cool. it's just kind of a cute little thing. It puts a smile on your face and it's, it's just yep. kind of a little fun thing. And it, it's not like, okay, go out to your car and then come back downstairs. Yeah, and, but, you know, basically it's, it's okay. One leads to where she does her, you know, makeup and yeah, one leads to where she knows breakfast. you're thinking about her, you know, right. Basically that. Matters. So, cool. so to start mm-hmm. off the day, I made a, a scavenger hunt and I, I got like the, I don't know if you know what Brazil paper is. It's kind of uh-huh. like a really, really high end, like yeah, really fancy stuff. Really fancy, you know, pa- red paper. Just trying to make it a little more classy. And I did a little scavenger hunt, and you know, I went and got some red roses to like you know shred up and you know kind of give a little yeah. path from place to place, whatever. So I did, I did the scavenger hunt, and at the end of the scavenger hunt, it said um, Midland Lucky's noon. So you know, Ooh. basically, she knew, like yeah. you know, the first. Be there. The f- and then that's that's the first date that that she at noon she was at Lucky's, and that, that the first that you kind of let her in on what you might be doing. Or oh no, she like she kind of knew <laughs> she's she more observant than that. You know, red yeah, Brazil okay. paper and the first note, like it. I those little like scavenger hunts. It wasn't just like one one says you know check the refrigerator and the next one says check right. the no. It said like you know the first one t- said today's the day and then a line and then. You know, oh, key hook, okay. and then so she you... goes down to the key hook, and the next one says, you know, it may, 
everyone had like a romantic you know note at the top and then w- below it af- under a line said where the next thing was going to be you're dropping bombs all the way to the to the target I got oh yeah she knew for sure but anyway so getting back to you know the last one said midland lucky's noon went to midland at lucky's noon whatever mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. is where her i had her parents meet her there for lunch so oh, basically cool. she she got to have about an hour lunch where she sat with her parents all dressed up fancy and kind of right. reminisce and talk and you know whatever and they they had a nice lunch and whatever so you know that was nice and then they gave her a a, a card that said olive garden you know so she would go oh, over cool. to olive she garden them and the, yeah <clears throat> and then over at olive garden is where my parents were and they had dessert there so they, they got to talk nice. for about a half an hour, 45 minutes, and they, they got to talk for a while and, you know, of course, you know, do the, you know, welcome to the family, you know, all that fun stuff. And then yeah. they gave her a note that <clears throat> said um, Dow Gardens. And basically, I went to Dow Gardens a couple days ahead of time and found, you know, I'd walked the path through and I've kind of went to where we took our very first picture together, which happened to okay. be a nice little secluded area. You know, it's right next yeah. to a little stream. And it was really pretty. And I kind of found the spot that I wanted to propose. Mm-hmm. And I went back up to them. This is a couple days before the proposal, of course. I went back yeah. up to them. I was like, hey, could I bring like chalk or like something to write on the on the, on the the sidewalk? And they said, well, uh-huh. you know, we're not a fan of chalk because it's kind of a pain in the butt to, you know, wash it up. And be. we don't want to, yeah. <clears throat> you know, could you make like signs or something? Like, oh, well, this is just another it's thing. It's to- <laughs> really fucking hard for me here, Dow. <laughs> well, at that point, so I also, you know, I I made a ring box instead of just using the ring ring box. I made yeah, a that thing was killer little ring box. So on top of making the ring box, now I'm making a you know ten signs to yeah, like lead her right. back to the spot. <laughs> it's just like Jesus, <laughs> but a lot of fucking work getting married. It's not necessarily work. It's just another thing I had to make right. sure was lined up. Because, you know, it's not software. That's why I got my software, Beacon, organizing my life for those kinds of things. Sure. Sure. But when you go into Dow Gardens, it isn't just like one straight path that goes around. There's like, there's, (laughs) when you first walk in, there's hell trying to navigate, find the hidden signs, you know? Well, that's the thing is like, when you first walk in, there's two different paths and then you go down one path and it sprays off into three different directions the other way. And like, as you're going, there's always like, you can go one way or you can go another way. So I had to do a bunch of different, basically I took some, um, poster board and I used, um, um, what are they called? The shish kebab you know, bamboo sticks is oh like skewers skewers yeah. to put them down into the you know, and basically yep. I just spray painted a red heart and a white arrow, and you know it's either going straight mm-hmm. or turning left, and basically it was able to you know weave her away, way back there. There you go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we got there, and she find she got spot, done with man. she got the done photos. with she got done with you know my parents at Olive Garden, and she knew to go there. And then she followed me back, and I got down on my knee and all that fun stuff. And Yeah, dude. Gorgeous and was, spot. And you are one thoughtful son of a bitch, man. Holy <laughs> cow. I that was that. a hell of a setup you had there. Yeah, and I also, I was I was lucky enough to have Kyle sitting across the other side of the little stream there taking pictures. Oh, so. nice. Yeah. Your personal photographer. That's right, slick. Right? Clutch, man. Although, while, while I was waiting there, because, you know, we have, you know, our, we kind of like share our location on our iphones so like the entire way through i know exactly where she's at and how long she's oh you're like creeping on her so like (laughs) 
Kyle and I, you know, if if Emily Emily was mm. supposed to be there at noon at Lucky's, and so Kyle and I were set up and ready to go <laughs> at noon. Because she's, what happens she's if she's ninety she, like, seconds late? She's ninety seconds late. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily that, but what happens if she's like, you know, it goes quick and they're there in fifteen minutes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but or the what mom's if she's like, hey, fuck this, I ain't marrying that jackass. <laughs> well, it's not yeah, right. But <laughs> basically you know i i kind of knew but i was standing there for yeah, about an yeah. hour and 45 minutes just kind of twiddling my thumbs and hanging out with kyle and you know were you nervous like were you were you pretty nervous or at this well, point it's kind of like i don't know what, here's yeah, the thing here's the thing so she she picked out the ring yeah. so she kind of already knew and she's told me multiple times like hey you know if you just get down on your knee with a twist tie, I I would say yeah, yes to a yeah. twist. Like there's there's no we're buying like, that goddamn ring a month later. <laughs> right. Sure, but you know I was never worried like she was gonna turn yeah. the corner and say no. Like no, I, yeah. But it's but, still a it's a it's a life event, right? I mean, right. it's a once. In I a was lifetime, definitely. Hopefully. I was definitely excited, and I was definitely like you know when it happened, I was you know, kind of teared up a little bit and she teared up a little bit and it was, it was a nice little moment for sure. But yeah, yeah it was, it was a lot of, you know, planning because I had to get my parents there and her parents oh, there. Dude, and yeah. My grandparents actually showed up to Dow gardens and took pictures and her grandma oh, was fun. there and like, we got to do the whole family picture thing. And yeah, you but, did it right, brother. You did it right. I tried. I mean, it, it worked yeah. out for sure. And Love now she's it. happy and now I'm happy and all that fun stuff. <laughs> that's awesome that is yeah it's all that matters you know yeah. is uh showing appreciation for each other and yeah like you say though like i when i asked christy to marry me i i knew knew damn well i was gonna marry her she knew damn well we were gonna get married you know the whole nine yards she had no clue it was coming um but you know we had had we'd had the conversations where it's like it is time you need to buy something and get this you know sure the pressure the pressure was on and then um my best friend and coincidentally cousin through my stepdad <laughs> he uh he popped the question a week or so before christmas one year and i was already had like wheels in motion to start um you know making it a reality and uh family uh, a childhood friend his dad ha ran a jewelry store so i i didn't have to wait the three months i i was like that's it if fucking werner if werner's gonna do it i'm gonna do it too and we're gonna get this shit done sure went bought a ring you know uh it took three days to get it in and uh christmas eve stood uh out in the cold in front of her house and <clears throat> made a fool out of myself with a bunch of signs that said a bunch of bunch of silly shit but sure <laughs> yeah and and yeah you are you're you're nervous i like i went so far as to ask her father the day you know earlier that day and right did all that stuff and uh yeah it just it is a it's a big thing and it should be. it is and yeah. you know i was i i don't know if it was nervousness or just excitement but i was definitely very yeah, jittery yeah. and very like you know yeah. antsy especially sitting there for 40 or an hour and 45 oh, I minutes can't imagine. For her to I go through. i'm just sitting there with kyle and also like so we were supposed to do it not on this last sunday but the saturday before like the day before yeah but we right? got we got some rain come through and i thought you know yeah. it wouldn't it be an off like raining right. pictures like what that would suck Pissing and then under, under plus, an umbrella. 
Right. That that it would have it would have definitely been a good moment. It would have been fun, but you know, it just kind of makes it a little more shitty. And you know, yep. luckily Sunday it was beautiful. It actually it was kind of weird because the morning it was really cold, and then literally as we're sitting there, it started getting warmer and warmer. And now it climbed all the way up to like. 55 or almost 60 degrees and like literally nice. within like 10 minutes of her you know walking through that path back to me the glow yeah. the the clouds literally parted and we have direct sunlight and you know it was, it was just like a weird you know it it was <laughs> really warm and sunny right for the moment and then immediately after it, it the clouds <laughs> it went the clouds came back and it started getting cooler and i was like what yeah. in the world that's wild <laughs> but what was what i thought was funny or in retrospect, now I think is funny, is that like Dow Garden? Oh, so Dow Gardens is only open seasonally, and Sunday, oh, Sunday, open. Sunday was the last day they were open. No, I had shit, no dude, idea until crazy. afterwards that basically yeah. my my grandparents were sitting up there at the front talking to some of the employees and like, yeah, it's really busy today because it's the last day, and like that if it wild. if it was. If it was another day of raining, I would have postponed it a week and then found out, you know. Yeah, and you would have totally changed your plans. <laughs> right, but um, but another thing was, you know, because it's the last day, it there was a lot of people walking through when it's normally back back where I proposed. It was kind of further back in there, and it was kind of you know secluded area. But here's yeah. the thing: if you have you know couple hundred people walking through and there's room if you spread out those couple hundred people over the whole area you might see a couple people every 10 minutes or so whatever yeah, yeah. that's whatever but you put up signs with hearts and arrows and everybody follows <laughs> the, the signs to see what the hell's going on see what's up, <laughs> so the entire time that i'm waiting there for like the hour before I'm uh, before I propose, there's like constantly people walking through the area, and I'm thinking like, am I gonna dude, have gonna to? Do it? You're gonna do it, dude. You're gonna ask her. Well, it wasn't necessarily necessarily that. It's just like, you know, what would happen if I get down my knee and there's like so, like a gaggle of you know kids that walk around <laughs> right. the corner and kind of get in the pictures yeah. and, but luckily again it the clouds parted and nobody was there and yeah, I got down on my knee and out. asked. And then when I got up and were like hugging and kissing and, you know, starting to take yeah. pictures, there was a, a couple that walked around the corner and they're like, Oh my gosh, you know, sorry. And, you know, but luckily they weren't in any of the pictures and it just yeah. kind of, you know, it just happened. It just was a little awkward, but every, you know, I think everything came together. It was really interesting. Yeah. I think, you know, obviously it's a case where preparation you know, came together with, you know, persistence and a desire to make it happen. And I think, I don't know, sometimes shit like that, in spite of a lot of other odds, just seems to work out the way it should. You know, either there's, either there's some puppet master upstairs making sure that shit like that goes well, or, you know, like we said, it's a combination of, of hard work and organization and keeping hard work and shit. good luck. Hard work and good luck. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, oh, there's, shit. there's a, a good bit of that in life, but, uh, it makes for some just really cool memories. I, Christy and I <clears throat> try, you know, on the regular, but certainly around anniversaries and stuff, just to kind of reminisce about, those old times because i mean we went to high school together you know we sure. started dating in high school so we've got years to reminisce on and it's i don't know i think that's something i would encourage you and anybody is always take time to look back on that shit because 
you can get pretty far away from that at times, you know, yeah, and it's sure. always good grounding and good sounding and a depth gauge to go, hold the phone here. Wait a minute. We've, we've got all this past and this history and look at all the shit that did work, you know, right. even Speaking. if your basement has seven feet of fucking water in it and you want to <laughs> fire your insurance company, look at the shit that did work. Yeah, sure. Man, Ben, this has been an awesome podcast, and all Hell, of you guys who have been hanging out with us and want to be a part of our Patreon, thank you for supporting us, and let's go ahead and jump into this after show. What do you think, Yo, ben? I think that sounds great. I'll meet you there. Sounds good, man. <laughs> so everybody, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you um, immensely for supporting us, allowing us to kind of get together every once in a while. Um, you know, be it Blade Show yeah. or Maker Camp or, you know, if it's for my wedding here in Bachelor a little bit, you know, party weekend you know, we can Michigan. do shows together and meet each other and do that whole thing. And we'll yeah, do a show we'll call it drink for it. <laughs> drinks on the house. We can bring back drinks. <laughs> yeah, on the house we'll bring back sure. drinks on the house. Oh, goodness. But yeah, guys, thank you guys for listening. <clears throat> we hope that you have a fantastic working week. I'm here with Ben Butler. Go check him Woo! out at where can people check you out, Ben? Butlerbuilt.us. Check out becomeknives.com and buy some carbon fiber. See you guys later. Let's get into the after show. Buy some shit now. <laughs> Ho!